What's going on, Vancouver? Welcome to the Vancouver Fitness Podcast. In this episode, we're talking about the five supplements that you should be avoiding. And by the way, if you don't know me, my name is Yashko, and I'm the owner of Kraken and also the host of this podcast. And I'm sitting here with Brandon Nye, who's a strength and conditioning coach, jujitsu black belt, and the co-owner of Kraken Fitness. And together, we've helped thousands of people across the lower mainland achieve their performance and body composition goals. So welcome to the podcast. Roll the intro. Whenever somebody starts doing some sort of fitness, they always like to start incorporating every single supplement they can think of. And they go into GNC and they ask the 14-year-old kid behind the counter, like, oh, what kind of supplements should I be taking? And then, of course, being commissions-based, he just goes up and just gives you, like, everything. The grocery list. As uh, Joe Rogan would call it, the kitchen sink. Let's throw (laughs) the kitchen sink at this guy. And actually, uh, that's Joe Rogan's, like cupboard is like he he's taking like so many friggin' things well he owns a supplement company he owns it that's true he does own a supplement company and uh the my biggest fear with all of those things is just like the toxicity of it like you're if you're taking so many things and it has like so many different fillers inside and things that you don't know about like it, it's saturating your blood with uh, and your body with shit that you shouldn't be taking it's funny that like some of the marketing for these supplement companies is like we go and we test our own stuff and we got to make sure that the testing site is safe yeah. first. Like that's a big marketing point to all of their supplements because so many of these other companies, you have no idea what the shit they're putting in it. Mm-hmm. And so as an example, Centrum, uh, like they've been sued multiple times over the fact that they're not putting things inside that they're claiming that they're putting inside. And also they're adding things inside that aren't on the label both like both they're making the mistake both ways and that's the thing i call it a mistake but is it a mistake i don't think so i think it's just a way to cut costs cut costs yeah they're trying to add profits and like they don't really give a fuck about you but it's crazy like you'll even see like professional athletes get like busted for like prohibited items because of the contamination of these supplements and Mm -hmm. they have no idea they think they're trusted sources so there's organizations that set up actual third-party testing with a lot of these supplements just to make sure that you get what's in that supplement what you paid for yeah basically what we're gonna be talking about this podcast episode is like with the five supplements that you should absolutely avoid and uh the first one we're going to talk about is pre-workouts and caffeine and the fact that uh pre-workouts like most of them are proprietary blends which we're going to talk about in a second should be the reason why you should be avoiding them Because the fact that like they hide behind this label of proprietary and they can pretty much put anything they want inside there. (laughs) Yeah. And and, and then at any amounts. And what it really is, is just a lot of like caffeine and ephedrine. They're just like uppers to make you feel like you're in the zone while you're in the work when you're in the gym. Mm -hmm. And also just for like flavors and shit, (laughs) they put some weird stuff inside there. And uh, also like... uh, I've taken tons of different pre-workouts before and some of them make me feel freaking weird. (laughs) Yeah, because there's a mix of like beta alanine in it. There's like an insurmountable amount of like caffeine in it. And like you said, a ton of fillers just for like flavoring and mouthfeel. Mm -hmm. Hey, by the way, if you like this podcast, tag us on Instagram at Coach Kraken and at Vancouver Fitness Podcast. We have nothing to sell you. What we're trying to do is give the experts in Vancouver a voice on this platform. So with that being said, let's go back to the podcast. 
so that's the number one that you should be avoiding it. And also the fact that you're like just adding in even more caffeine into your day, where like most likely you woke up, you had a coffee, maybe you had a second coffee, and then now you're now you're drinking a pre-workout that has like maybe 200 to 300 milligrams of caffeine inside. At least. And then you're wondering why you can't sleep. Yeah, because most people, if they have a nine to five job, will be working out after work why they're taking this pre-workout because they're tired from being at work all day and they want that extra boost in the gym so they're taking this mega shot of caffeine all at once at like 6 p.m yeah and uh, that's another thing too so i used to actually make my own pre-workouts and i would make my own concoctions um and i would i basically what i did was i studied each thing that they'd put inside i find the most effective most studied thing and then I just used that in my own pre-workout. And I found that like what I wanted inside my pre-workout was um, obviously some sort of stimulant, like for example, caffeine. So I would just take a caffeine pill, which you can easily measure and you can break them apart. And like you can either have 100 gram, milligrams or 200 milligrams if you're like need a good workout or you're tired that day. And then I would also put in a, a little bit of beta alanine inside. And the reason for that is because I like to feel itchy if I take a pre-workout. I like that feeling. Um, but that's all it is inside there is just a, that itchy like face feeling. And then the other one is citrulline malate because that actually gives you a pump in the gym. And then outside of that, I don't see why you would really need any other supplement. Like that's pretty much what you need. You need citrulline malate and you need caffeine. Those are the ones that are going to give you the most bang for your buck. Anything else, like I'm, I'm not saying that it doesn't work, that it doesn't give you more energy, but it's like, do you really want to add this in? And, uh, it's just a, like the more ingredients that you're taking, the more toxicity there is, right? And like how these ingredients are like mixing together, you you don't know what it's doing to your body. So it's best to stay, like give your, the, yourself the minimal effective dose, which is completely opposite of what these supplement companies are doing. Like it's like sometimes these supplement companies, uh, these uh, pre-workouts have like 50 different ingredients inside. It's insane. Yeah, and it's just to add in like, we have this, we have this. Like if you look at the back of like an energy drink, they just have all these, like we have taurine, we have all these things. Ginseng. Yeah. yeah, ginseng. And they promote this as like healthy. Green tea extract. Yeah, tons of stuff. <laughs> They're just adding it in so it's like an extra added boost. And to the amount that it's an actually an effective dose too for it to make a difference in a lot of these things is not there. They're just adding it just so they have the benefit of marketing it basically. Yeah. Yeah, it's true because uh, they do they do specific on on pre workouts on the bottle they do specifically put it on the front that they're putting in those types of ingredients because people like they know those buzzwords they know like ginseng taurine and um, yeah citrulline mallee like they everybody knows those buzzwords and they want to see it right on the front of the package but they'll never tell you what the, is actually in the formula like how much it is yeah exactly yeah that yeah that's another thing too like the whole proprietary blend thing which is actually the next thing that we're going to talk about is the sports drink concoctions. So this could be anywhere from like the Gatorades to your like uh, electrolyte drinks to anything like that, like BCAAs, all of those like sport drink concoctions that are like claiming that they're going to boost your testosterone, help you with your muscle recovery, help you with energy, help you with your intra workout, meaning like during your workout. Like most of them, 99% of them are just absolute bullshit and they're just filled with sugar and filled with random ingredients, just like the pre-workouts, especially BCAAs um, that are basically branched chain amino acids, 
which are just like basically protein. Like you could have had protein. <laughs> yeah, it's like your main source of energy while you're doing exercise is carbs. So how does it make sense to take protein during the middle of your workout to continue to fuel your activity? It doesn't. The reason why people have come to branch chain amino acids in the first place is because uh, of this theory called the leucine trigger theory. So they're trying to incite muscle protein synthesis, which is basically the building of muscle and tissue. So there's three essential amino acids, leucine, isoleucine, and valine. And so they're trying to hit these three things specifically during your workout to help you recover right away. But what's really going to happen is like you're going to go through your workout. You just need something to keep you going, like just probably a little bit of hydration, a little bit of electrolytes to keep you during that activity. You need protein and carbs and a meal basically after you're done your workout, not during. Or and before. Yeah, or before. Yeah, that's going to be way more effective. Like what you eat before your workout is going to be way more effective than like your intra workout drink. Exactly. Yeah. Especially if it's just BCAAs. Yeah. Because uh, you can find all the essential amino acids in a little bit of meat. <laughs> and probably that like a little bit of meat that you ate the day before. That's like synthesizing now. <laughs> right. Those things are going to be much more digestible and absorbable if you actually have them in real context of food. Mm -hmm. And they're going to have a better amino acid blend rather than just focusing on only these three and not have any other other supporting amino acids. And also the fact that like when you take your BCAAs, it comes with like caffeine, probably caffeine. Yeah. And then it also comes along with like other shit that they just put inside there too. Like I remember like one of uh, my friend's BCAAs had like, uh, it was like green tea flavored and had green tea extract. I was like, what? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Cause again, they just try to put in flavoring and just try to put as much shit on the label so they could label yeah. it as a health product. Yeah. It's like, Hey, um, we know that you think that green tea is healthy and we're going to make our package look a little green. Put a Japanese mountain on the front of it. <laughs> yeah. And boom, now it's healthy. Yeah. And it's also 60 bucks, $2 per, per uh, scoop. Well, yeah, that goes back to like sports drinks. Um, a lot of people think that sports drinks are healthy. Um, and we'll preface this a little bit like if you're having a really really intense workout and you're losing a ton of like salt and electrolytes but you have to be like dripping you have to be soaked in order for you to really require a sports drink mm -hmm. and for that matter it is a very useful tool but if you're just like hanging out on a regular evening or you're going for a really light brisk walk you don't need a powerade you don't need it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it uh, it goes. It's kind of like the um, people who go to yoga, and then like they have they go to like a body energy club after. Yeah, and then they have a protein shake and stuff. It's like, like an eight hundred calorie smoothie. Yeah, after a very low heart rate activity. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh that's sport concoctions, and that includes anything like uh, electrolyte drinks. Um, BCAAs, pretty much anything that like falls under that category. That's what we call it the sport concoctions because uh, it's like they, they claim that you boost your testosterone and like anything like that, intro workouts, all that stuff, just total waste of money. And that's another thing, waste of money because it, like a lot of these supplements that we're listing right now are overpriced. So expensive. Yeah. 
Um, so, oh, the, the one more thing that I want to mention too, like kind of going back to the pre-workouts is when I was making my own pre-workouts, like part of the reason why I was making my own pre-workouts was because it was like a dollar fifty per scoop, maybe 80 cents per scoop of a regular pre-workout supplement that you'd buy off the shelf. And then when I was making it myself, it was like pennies, like five cents for my pre-workout. <laughs> so you can make it extremely cheap by just making it yourself. And what I would do is like uh, to make it taste a little bit better, I would just squirt in a little bit of Mio and then I'll drink that during my workout. And uh, yeah, it was super effective. And it, it was ex- like everything that was inside it, like I knew what was inside. Right. And you probably know what the upper level of toxicity is too. Exactly. So don't kill yourself by making your own bathroom concoction. That's another thing too. Yeah. You have to be really careful because there have been people who died trying to make their own like concoctions. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, keep in mind that like caffeine is measured in milligrams. And then like if you take one tablespoon of caffeine, you're already going, that's like grams worth. <laughs> so you just have to be really careful. Um, by the way, no, nothing that we say inside uh, this podcast is health advice. <laughs> the disclaimer. You know, like when you're watching those YouTube videos, it's like a doctor and he's like, by the way, like, don't listen to anything I say. And they speed up the text really fast. So you can't yeah. understand what they're saying. Um, so next one is uh, vegan protein. Vegan protein, very uh, non-digestible. I think the most digestible one is actually pea protein. Um, but, uh, also like, I, I'm not sure if I believe the claims of its digestibility as well. And, uh, it's also overpriced. The processing is just, um, uh, insane. And, uh, the fact that like there could be, um, mold on a lot of these beans as well. It's like untested, not 30 third party tested for mold. You have to be really careful with anything like that. Um, especially large quantities of beans. <laughs> and if we just talk about like the effectiveness of, vegan proteins we're going to go back to again the amino acid profile so for those who don't know there's 20 20 21 amino acids is up to debate <laughs> um but again about nine of them or eight or nine of them are essential and then um three of them branch chain amino acids like we already kind of discussed we need those to start muscle protein synthesis now the amino acid profile in vegan proteins is not very high in those branch chain amino acids especially leucine so for you to actually trigger muscle protein synthesis with these proprietary blends is very difficult, especially if the digestibility is not quite there. Yeah. And uh, if you're vegan, you probably should be supplementing with some, some kind of protein. So I'll do your own research. You figure out like what kind of protein is most digestible in the vegan realm. I haven't really done my research on it. I just know that it's not very digestible. I think pea protein is the best one that you could probably take. So sticking to that is probably ideal. Um, but if you're not vegan, you should not be taking uh, vegan protein powders. So as example for uh, if you're let's say if you're lactose intolerant, like you're lactose intolerant, you still can digest. Uh, whey. Yeah, whey. Um, you, so you're having whey protein isolate, which has like extremely little amounts of um, lactose inside. So then you can actually take it. So for me, though, I just recently found out that I'm sensitive to whey protein. So I stopped taking it altogether, but I just replaced it with more meat. <laughs> so it was super easy to get rid of it. I didn't have any issues with it, and I still get the same amount of protein. Um, for me, protein was just like an extra thing that I, would, I was taking like just for a little bit of flavor. I would put it in my coffee. So it wasn't like a big deal like taking it out. Um, so if you're the only time that you shouldn't be taking whey protein is actually if you're like me, that you're sensitive to specifically whey 
not even lactose because you can still like for Brandon, he can still digest whey. It's just that he can't digest the lactose. And if we go back to like whey protein, that actually out of all the protein powders that has the highest amount of leucine and the right amount of supporting amino acids to start muscle protein synthesis. But to go back to just like the tolerance to this, I like I can drink uh, a very good isolate, which is really nice. Um, because at the end of the day, say you don't, didn't eat enough protein. It's very easy to get that protein without the amount of fats. Mm. All being said, if you can actually ingest that protein with food, save the money on the powders, eat the food, because that's going to come with other vitamins, other minerals, the fats are going to help you digest those proteins and absorb it much better. Mm. So uh, I'm going to jump to the next one, which is, uh, kind of like on the subject that you're talking about fat burners. (laughs) So with fat burners, um, so it's the exact same thing as the other ones. You have no idea what they're putting inside this stuff. And like before in the past, they used to put ephedrine before it became illegal. And ephedrine affects women's cycle and it also affects your heart. And uh, the reason why they were putting inside is because it was actually an effective fat burner. Like it did, it it did uh, help you lose your appetite. I think it did um, increase your metabolic rate, but significantly as well, um, because it just made you run hotter and your heartbeat in, in, uh, increases and stuff. So it did actually help you burn fat. It was true, but it was no different than like taking like clenbuterol, <laughs> like clen, which is like basically like an illegal uh, supplement that uh, bodybuilders take to burn fat. And that's probably like the most effective one that you could take. And so ephedrine's next next uh, in line, and they just banned it. Well, they banned it. I don't. It's not fully illegal. They they banned it as a as a supplement that you should be taking as a fat burner or like as a like a workout supplement but you can still take it as a nasal decongestant it's kind of messed up very and so yeah these these supplement companies are just putting a ton of it inside it's like it's like an upper it's like you're taking like speed um so i can't remember the there's one supplement that was like super popular back in the day and uh the reason why they banned it was banned ephedrine was because inside that fat burner they put a bunch of ephedrine they put a bunch of caffeine and uh, somebody died <laughs> because of the amount of ephedrine they were taking. Yeah, like if you have pre-existing like heart conditions and you're just like ramping that up to 10, 12, that notch, like you're going to overwork that heart and it's going to like overstimulate you yeah. to the amount that you can handle. So I've taken uh, ephedrine and um, yeah, it, it definitely messes you up. Like it, you, you Like even with like eight milligrams of ephedrine, you will feel that you like that. It it isn't, it's a, it's, it's a, yeah, it's like a, a crazy uh, amphetamine. I think it is, it's under the amphetamine branch of, uh, narcotics. Narcotics. That's what I was going to say. It's like, it's an extreme like upper. Yeah. And these supplements too. And if we bring it back to pre-workouts, you have to really be careful of the dosage. All of these supplements, they're going to be, dose to probably the average like male right so maybe a 150 pound male but if you're like a 100 pound woman and you're taking that exact same dosage Mm -hmm. for an upper like ephedrine that's insane Mm -hmm. yeah isn't it isn't recommended dose hilarious yeah like what the hell like i get that you're supposed to like have some sort of recommended dose but my recommended dose is very different than uh, like a 100 pound woman (laughs) very it could be double the amount. Yeah, not on top of it. There's like differences in just like 
a hundred fifty pound woman to a hundred fifty pound man. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, totally. Yeah, um, that's another thing too. Like you know, there's uh some things that you can ingest that are called like forever uh supplements or uh, no, not supplements, forever minerals or something or forever chemicals where you ingest those chemicals and they stay in your body forever. And then so like, let's say with like these like fat burners and pre-workouts and stuff, and you're like all continuously ingesting these things day, day after day after day, because that's what you're supposed to do is you take these things every day because that's what it says as marketing gimmick. Like you have to take this every day for the rest of your life. <laughs> and uh, you take these for the rest of your life. And then now you're like, you have all these uh, chemicals inside you that will never leave. That's messed up. That's crazy. And then some of them are causing cancer and causing other issues, liver damage. And you did this for health. <laughs> Not only that, you spent a ton of money in the name of health to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fat burners are really expensive. Like a lot of these supplements are like maybe like two, three dollars a day. So you're spending like hundreds of dollars a month on on supplements. Yeah. Don't take this shortcut. Go to the gym. Put yourself in a slight caloric deficit for a little bit. That's how you're going to burn fat. Yeah. And don't believe all the supplements that say you can burn fat in certain areas. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. So the next one is uh, multivitamins. And this, um, we, we keep bringing it up, but it's just like toxicity. You don't know what they're putting inside. Um, did we actually bring up multivitamins yet? We haven't. Yeah, we haven't brought up multivitamins. So yeah, multivitamins, it's... Uh, like, oh, we did kind of bring it up briefly. It was Centrum. the Centrum. Yeah. So Centrum, yeah, these companies have been sued for lying. <laughs> and uh, this happens often. And it's not just Centrum. It's GNC. They've been sued for their, like, multivitamin that they sell. And uh, these, like, for Centrum, they still sell it in major grocery stores like Costco and, like, London Drugs and stuff. Like, people are just like, yeah, just another lawsuit, whatever. But the reason why people take multivitamins is because it's like an all-in-one shop, one-stop shop, where they just like, okay, I need to take one to two pills, boom. And then like my entire day's worth of vitamins is taken care of. Mm -hmm. But just like we talked about with uh, sport concoctions and pre-workouts, the levels of the vitamins that are actually in the multivitamins, like how much like vitamin D there is, how much magnesium, how much potassium, how much like vitamin A, E, you go on, right? Like the amount that you need to be optimal for those vitamins is not going to be held in just one vitamin. Mm -hmm. And you also bring up a vitamin A and E and there's um, multiple different versions of that vitamin. Like a, so it, it, with a vitamin A, like it could be versions that are non-digestible. And that you're not actually absorbing at all. And they just want to market it and just put it on the list. So it's, it's like, like the yeah, cheapest one. check mark, done. Ooh, this is another thing too. You have no idea where they're getting these. Like, so you, let's say you have you take a multivitamin, right? It could be like, oh, vitamin E from Texas and then vitamin C from China and vitamin D from Indonesia. <laughs> and the filler that they actually put the whole pill together with from... God knows who was. Yeah, exactly. It's like they're like shipping these things from like all over the country and then processing them in in potentially uh, United States or maybe even just processing everything in China and then just shipping it back into pilled form. In the form of gummy bears? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, into the form of gummy bears. And then you just eat like 20 of them. And then you give them to your kids? Yeah. <laughs> Flintstones. Yeah, so yeah, that's true. You eat like 20 of them. Yeah. Yeah. The people who eat the gummy bears? <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so you have to like, like I guess the whole th- point of this podcast is like you have to be like really careful with what the hell you're taking, and you should really second guess every single thing that you're taking. And uh, that's why we kind of split this podcast into two because the next episode where we'll be talking about is supplements that you should be taking. And part of the theme is like you should really talk to a professional who's looking at your blood, looking at hair samples, and then telling you like this is what you should be taking. Exactly this. Uh, one other thing that I kind of wanted to add in with the overhyped supplements is like everybody's always taking some random shit. Everybody always like saw some like YouTube video and it's like, oh, like there's like there's a supplement called like alpha lipoic lipoic acid or whatever the fuck it's called. You should be taking this because it burns fat and it builds muscle. And then they take it in like extreme amounts and it turns out that it is just totally bogus. Yeah. Or in like a few years, you find out that it's completely banned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so true. They yeah. just change the name of whatever the brand name is. Yeah. And that supplement company just disappears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like made their bank and then it's like, see you later. Um, so yeah, you have to you have to be really careful. If you're going to take something, make sure you've done like an insane amount of research that you're not just listening to what somebody said online. And also that you're taught that you're looking at your bloods and looking at your your uh, nutrient levels just to figure out like, is this something I should be taking? And also another thing too is food. Just fix your food intake and a lot of these issues will fix themselves. Like you have to, like no amount of supplements that you're going to be taking are going to be able to fix a bad diet. And we've both made social media posts on this. If you cover your main foundations of health first, you may not even get to the level where you need supplements. If we always visualize it like a pyramid where at the top you have your energy balance things, you have like your sleep, you have your stress levels, you have like your exercise levels, et cetera. And then it goes on to calories, macronutrients, micronutrients. People want to jump from the very bottom level of that floor all the way to the top where they need supplements. But there's a lot of other lower hanging fruit on the bottom of the pyramid that you can conquer and get way bigger squeeze than just trying to fix it with one pill. Mm, totally. Yeah, it's like uh, you go out and buy protein powder, but you should just be focusing on just increasing your protein. All right, so that's uh, pretty much it for this podcast. If you liked that episode, uh, make sure you just uh, tag us on Instagram. Let us know that you liked it. And uh, well, I guess we'll see you in the next one. Yeah.